Shut up. I'm listening to Zdenek English podcast. You're listening to Zdenek English podcast. By far the greatest English podcast on earth for English learners since sliced bread. My name is Zdenek and I'm your host. Hello everybody. My name is Zdenek and you're listening to Zdenek English podcast. Not only are you listening to Zdenek English podcast though, This is also a video which I am recorded recording for my YouTube channel called Teachers Denek. Yes, that's right. This is a, a weird crossover and uh, there's more to it. I'm also recording it on Wednesday at 6 p.m. um Central European time, which is normally a time when um i record a live lesson with one, with one of my students it's called interactive english so it's like a three way crossover it's all in one basically three in one and um so you can listen to this as a podcast uh on zdenex english podcast uh you know on your podcasting app or you can watch it on my youtube channel and yeah hopefully i explained that well and what is this even what is this Well, this is um this is supposed to be my first impressions of Vietnam uh which is a bit weird because I've been here for five months already. So I think the time has passed for giving first impressions. It, it almost feels like it's a bit too late for that, doesn't it? Like you should give your first impressions when you genuinely have your first impressions like you know if you first few days or let's say weeks but i have waited this long to record this one why why has it taken me so long um i don't know i don't know it's just been that busy time and i i knew about it uh, it was i it, i put it on the back burner basically it was always there and i i knew i had to do it at some point so here it is now i'm doing it and it is a follow up to the episode of the next english podcast um numbered 430 which was called nine reasons why i moved to vietnam it is a direct follow up to that it is part two of that it's that episode you have all been waiting for and um what i'm going to do here is really talk about my sort of first impressions and okay if you don't like the word impressions being used here because i've been here for so long let's just say i'm going to talk about my life here in vietnam and um how it is is it all good are there any challenges for me um have any of my predictions uh, been fulfilled any of my predictions from part 1 um are there any updates on my social life um uh, have i found a girlfriend here you're going to get all answers to all those questions in this episode but before we do that first of all because i'm recording this live on my youtube channel i know there are some people watching this live however i'm going to do the worst possible thing i could i'm going to ignore you all <laughs> no don't stop listening and don't stop watching uh, i'm doing this because i want to fully focus on recording this episode and i I am a man and multitasking is not one of my fortes. I I would go as far as to say it is my weakness. So it is probably for the best 
if I can focus on just one thing. Saying that, I'm still doing two things at the same time because I've got a Google document open here with some notes. And uh, I would like to go through these notes as I record this episode because I don't want to forget about several highlights of, uh, of my uh, life here in Vietnam. Yes. So hmm, how do I fix this now? Now I have angered you all. Uh, basically, you are all welcome to obviously watch live. I'm not saying you shouldn't. <laughs> and you're all welcome to post comments and uh, ask questions and communicate with each other. It's still being recorded at that time when I should be doing interactive English. So I can't really go back on that, can I? But I think I'm going to try and address these questions as the last part of this life, as the last part of this episode. And at this point, I don't know if this is going to be featured on the next English podcast, but I'm going to definitely respond to those comments. If there are any, there might be no comments whatsoever. And then, well, it will make me sad on the one hand. But on the other hand, I guess my job will be slightly easier. Um, which one do I prefer? Do I prefer being disappointed and sad because people don't care about me and my YouTube channel enough? Or do I prefer just having less work? I don't know, honestly. I guess a mix of both would be nice. That sounds weird. Anyway, it does sometimes sound weird. The things I say on this podcast do sound weird because it's my podcast. I've been recording this podcast for, I believe it's been more than 10 years. I actually forgot about my anniversary. How could I do that? How could I possibly do that? I have forgotten about mentioning this on the podcast because I know I started recording the next English podcast back in uh, 2013. Oh my God. How can I, how can I forget my own, about my own anniversary? Is that Alzheimer knocking about already? I have no idea. But, yeah, wow. Well, this was not, this was not um, in the script, by the way. I just surprised myself with uh, somehow recalling that information. I don't know where it came from, but it is there, and I cannot possibly take it back now, and nor, nor do I want to do that. But I'm here to talk about my first impressions of Vietnam, right? And uh, well, for the first thing I should probably do is quickly go through the nine reasons that I um, elaborated on in the first part of this, let's call it a series about Vietnam. So I'm going to just go quickly through them so that you have an idea of what this is a follow-up of. Okay, so my nine reasons were, and by the way, you can find the video uh, about this on my YouTube channel as well, and you can find it, find it as an episode of The Next English Podcast. It's episode, now there's that Alzheimer again kicking in. It is episode, what was it, 430? I think, yeah, 430. Anyway, my nine reasons um, I left Europe and went to Vietnam were, uh, in no particular order of importance, by the way, uh, a new adventure. Um, I had to leave my comfort zone. That was the reason number two. I had, I had had, should I say that? Yeah. I'd had no social life um, from the time of COVID or since COVID, let's say, whatever. Um, 
I wanted to potentially find a girlfriend here. I also wanted to get fit. I came here because I thought it would be cheap to live here. I wanted to avoid Christmas. I wanted to escape my reality. And last but not least, I knew there was a large Vietnamese community here. No, sorry, I messed that up. I'm in Vietnam, so it's all Vietnamese people here, essentially. Uh, the other way around, in my country, Czech Republic. Yes, that's right, I'm Czech. I come from the Czech Republic. Um, if you have never heard about Czech Republic, some people call it Czechia now. And if you have never heard about Czechia either, where, well, check it out on Google. <clears throat> anyway, I'm not very good at telling jokes uh, at almost midnight, so forgive me for that. What I wanted to say is that there is a large Vietnamese community in the Czech Republic. There are a lot of Vietnamese people living there, so I was quite curious what it would be like to live here in Vietnam and to just sort of get to know the locals. Yes, so these were my nine reasons. So what are my first impressions? And that's what you have all been impatiently waiting for. It's possible that some of you have been patient. If that's the case, um, I guess I envy you because I'm not always patient when it comes to my life. You know, it's part of my personality to be a little bit impatient because I'm an Aries and uh, I'm, I, I'm a fire sign, so I can't help it. Fire is kind of impatient, right? When it starts burning, it just destroys everything in its way and, you know, doesn't want to wait for anything. Anyway, why am I sort of... Um, getting bogged down by all this. I don't know. It's my podcast. That's what happens here. Sometimes I just end up rambling, going on of, of, um, going, going on of different tangents and, and so on. Um, so, yes, here are uh, the first impressions then. Uh, where do we start? I guess we could start with a question that I'm going to ask myself, uh, which is weird because normally we don't ask ourselves questions do we do do you ever ask yourself a question maybe a rhetorical question i don't know but normally like are you like hey how old are you uh jane thomas um what did you have for breakfast yesterday or peter um did you have a good time at the party do you ask yourself these questions i don't know but i'm gonna break this weird rule and i'm gonna ask myself a question Zdenek? Did you experience a culture shock here in Vietnam? Um, do you know what? At first, I thought, no, not at all. I'm pretty cool with everything here. I was like, yes, I, this is exactly what I expected because I had watched a few videos as part of my pre-Vietnam holiday. Holiday? Is that a holiday? No. Pre-Vietnam relocation research. It's not a holiday, really. I don't know why it sometimes feels like a holiday. I guess it's because of the weather, and I'm going to talk about that later. But it is not a holiday at all. <laughs> um, yeah, so culture shock. Yeah, at first I thought, well, no culture shock at all, because you know what? I've been, I've been to um, other countries before. You know, it's not my first foreign country or, or anything like that. I've lived in the UK twice. I've also worked in Dublin, actually, last summer I worked there. So I also I'm not 
20 anymore. I wasn't born yesterday. Uh, that, would be, that would be weird if I was born yesterday, wouldn't it? But it's just a phrase. If you say, I wasn't born yesterday, it sort of means that you're not naive anymore. So but imagine if, if you were born yesterday. I, I think you wouldn't be able to watch this live. I mean, in a, in a way, you could, be, you could watch it, right? In a weird way, you would be able to watch it because as long as you have your eyes opened, I think a baby can see, right? Can a baby see, like, on the second day? I'm not sure if the baby stays in the hospital for a few days just to sort of make sure that everything is okay. But there must be some babies that are born, like, at home. So I assume someone, like, a parent could say, hey, I want to, I want you, baby. A parent would call their baby a baby, of course. It wouldn't, the parents wouldn't give the baby a name. So they would just say, hey, baby, <laughs> do you want to watch... Do you want to watch the next English podcast? Uh, do you want to watch a YouTube channel and listen to the next English podcast? It's going to help you with your English. Do you know what? I, I think parents would have to simplify the language. I think it's too complex. It's too complicated. You wouldn't have to make, just sort of use your body language, I think, in that way. Anyway, um, culture shock. Yes, we're talking about culture shock. I have to say, yeah, there was a time where when I started feeling a little bit like Alice in Wonderland here, a um, little bit overwhelmed by the different things that were going on here. There's a lot going on here, really. But I think it's sort of... I, I'm, I think gradually I started to get used to it. And, um, yeah, well, the main thing is I've got my own place. I've got my own place. I live in an apartment. And the first... Four months, I lived on my own, which is a massive difference from my, let's say, latest adventures in England and, yeah, England mainly. Because when you live in England, in London, it's so expensive there that you have to share a house because there's no way you can afford to, to rent your own apartment. But you can do so here in Vietnam if you come from Europe. I, don't, I mean, it all depends. It's all relative, right? But here it's possible. So that's, that's a nice change. Uh, why did I even mention this though? I don't know. It's it's in my notes. That's why I mentioned it. I'm just going through my notes here. You know, I'm I'm not using my brain whatsoever. It's all just scripted. Does it feel scripted? No, I think it it doesn't. Right? No, it's not because I can't really follow a script. I'm not very good at that. I like to elaborate and um, going off script because I'm a rebel. Yeah, I, I just I just find it quite boring if you just read everything exactly as it is written i feel like it's not challenging for me enough you know i i could do a fantastic job just reading out what what i've written you know what the second reason why i don't like this is maybe because i know my notes are often not perfect i know there are some uh, a few things that you know could be improved um i'm trying to make it better by improvising yes and also i love improvising in general yeah so, is it a culture shock for me after five months? Yeah, still a bit, but it's also what I expected. There's a language barrier here, obviously. Most Vietnamese people don't really uh, speak English, but there are a few who can say a few words. Uh, and then there are some who can speak a little bit better. It really depends. It really depends. But if you think about, if you sort of, um, if you, if you sort of, Take a generic Vietnamese person living here in Da Nang, which is the city I'm in. It's 
one of the largest cities in Vietnam, and also I'm in a tourist area, still an average Vietnamese person cannot speak English. So, yeah, um, well, I cannot speak Vietnamese, so, I mean, it's kind of fair, isn't it? But it is, it is what makes it a little bit more challenging, because when I went to England, I could obviously speak English there. Yeah, but, you know, obviously, because um, that's where English was born, in England. So, was it born in England? I hope I'm not saying something wrong. I think so, right? So, um, this is different. This is completely different, okay? Um, but it's cool for different reasons. Um, so, um, let's talk about the weather, yeah? Let's um, address the weather. So, the first thing you notice is that it's, 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 it's pretty hot here. And that's an understatement. I would say it's extremely hot here, especially now. Okay, so when I uh, came in um, December to, to avoid Christmas, as, as you guys know from the previous episode, I came on the 23rd, exactly one day before the Christmas Eve, came on the 23rd, and um, I had to wear a jacket to get to the Prague airport because it was cold. It had literally snowed the previous days, so I didn't have a choice because I didn't want to freeze to death on my way to Vietnam. But the plan was that at the airport, I would get rid of the jacket. That's why I also uh, brought with me a jacket that I knew I could, um, you know, I could throw away. It wasn't my best jacket by any means. It was my worst jacket. I must have looked like a, like a hobo or something, like a homeless person in that jacket. But anyway, that was part of the plan. Uh, because I knew I would be going into a tropical zone. Should I say ah uh, or the? I think the tropical zone, and so it's win it was winter when I came to Vietnam when I arrived, but it was 17, 18, 19, 20 degrees basically in in December and ge then January, and um, from February. Uh, by the way, it was also the rainy season, so it rained quite a lot. Like not every day, but a lot. Okay, almost every day, let's say. Because it was the monsoon season. But from about February, it started, the weather started picking up. It, it all changed. It, it really, that was so quick. Like the rain has gradually sort of um, subsided, or, uh, subsided, or let's say faded away, or what, what, what else could I say? It just sort of disappeared. And yeah. I was sick about twice because I underestimated the weather because you can imagine uh, suddenly it was so hot, 18 degrees, extremely hot compared to the Czech Republic or Europe. So I walked in T-shirts, in, in a T-shirt everywhere. I went for runs and it, started, it rained heavily and I just underestimated everything. So I got sick twice. Also, I was exposed to new viruses, new bacteria. So it, it had to happen. Like It was obvious. It, it was inevitable, that's the word. And um, then it started getting better, as I said. And um, from what I understand, March and April are, are the best months to stay here in Da Nang because the weather is amazing. It's hot, but it's not, it's not too hot yet. It's, it's, it's nice. But now, now it's May and it's been unbearable here. Uh, I mean, it's still great to be here and all but i'm talking about weather 
And for someone from Europe, I have to say, whoa, this is a bit too much. And I've been always um, sort of uh, against using air conditioning. I just never really liked it. Not even in Europe. I just, I just th thought that it could only make me sick, you know. Um, never really. I was never really a fan of AC air conditioning. But I have to say, uh, people have been telling me, Zdenek, you're going to change your mind. Do you think I did? Yes, I did. I did change my mind. Now I'm happy that I've got my AC on and I'm able to even record this episode for you because if I didn't have my AC on, I would have started sweating uh, from the minute one of this episode or this video. And there's one more thing. I, for some reason, I'm getting some sort of allergy from sweating a lot. Uh, I don't know what it is, but people have been telling me this is completely normal. So I assume it's fine, but it's a bit weird. Uh, I've got like red spots um, all, all over my body. No, not all over my body, but it's kind of sometimes it's on my chest. Today it's on my back because I, I played some football. So uh, I was sweating a lot. And yeah, I think it's some sort of reaction to, to that heat. Uh, I don't know. We will see what happens and if I have to sort of address it in in a medical way. I don't know. We will see. I'm not that bothered, to be honest. But it's, it's only slightly annoying. But you see, I like I like the heat in a way because I'm, I'm a big fan of hot weather. So I am complaining, but am I really complaining? Um, I guess I'm only half complaining because... I like hot weather, and this was one of the reasons I came here. And um, I can always go to the sea to have a swim because I'm near the beach. So that will that can cool me down. Now that I discovered this beauty of air conditioning, I can always turn that on, even though the electricity bill will go through the roof if I use it too much. I'm aware of that, but well, if you have to do it, you have to do it. You know what I mean? I've got also a fan here now. Not a fan as in someone who likes my podcast. I hope I have more more than one, by the way. I hope it's not just one. Uh, I've got, I hope I have more fans as a, as a podcaster. What I mean is a, a fan, uh, a device that cools you down, that cools the air, that, that kind of fan. You know what I mean? It's the same word, but it has different meaning. Right. Um, okay, so what about the traffic? It's another thing that I knew. I might struggle with before I came here. And I have to say, it is something else, yes. Uh, you have never seen anything like that if you're from Europe. It's, uh, it's a bit crazy. Uh, you know, like you get used to it. That's the thing. You get used to it and you accept it as, as a new reality. And, and you, you, all, you even sort of, in a weird way, grow to like it because it's cool how it's different and the, the the rules are a bit different from European rules. Um, also, it's much busier on the road. Like there are a lot of motorbikes, way more motorbikes. I think I think it's Vietnam is 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 well known for that. That um, per capita or per person, you um, how how do I say this? Basically, uh, 
if you compare the the, the ownership of, of cars to the ownership of bike bikes or motorbikes, most people own motorbikes. If that makes any sense, almost everyone here has a motorbike. Okay, that's the except me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> why don't I have a motorbike? Because I'm terrified of traffic and motorbikes in general. Uh, maybe I could get something like smaller, like a scooter or something. Of course I could. Uh, by the way, when people say motorbike, they sometimes mean a scooter here. But um, still not ready for that. I need more time. I know maybe this is uh, something you could you could um, take the Mickey out of me for. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you because like what I, you know, there are little girls, literally little girls that drive motorbikes here, and I am scared of at this age. <laughs> I'm scared of driving a motorbike or, or, or learning, let's say, learning how to drive a ride. We can say drive or ride, whatever, a motorbike, okay? So, yeah, this will take more time. Um, but crossing the road here as a, as a pedestrian is a bit of a nightmare. You have to be really cautious. I mean, I say it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for me, for, for a European tourist. The locals are totally fine with it. They know what to do. They're just so smooth about this. And it's just because it's just a little bit different. Like, for example, yeah, you, you, you see motorbikes uh, driving the wrong way here. It's absolutely normal. They will just go. The, people drive on the right in Vietnam, okay? Unlike, for example, in Thailand, where people drive on the left, which I've also noticed. Um, so in Vietnam, people drive on the, on the right. But sometimes... Um, sometimes it's 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 kind of hard to get to that right lane uh, if you're if you're turning from from a different from an adjacent road, let's say. So what you have to do is to to kind of drive on the left for a bit. And that when the first time I saw that, I was like, "Whoa, what's happening there?" But then I saw like so many people do that, and actually, I realized later on. Someone has someone had told me as well that this is actually, even though it looks like the rules are being broken and it's just illogical, I realized that it actually makes a lot of sense because it just speeds up the traffic. It's, as long as people know they can expect this to happen, that's the thing because everybody expects this to happen. You only don't expect it if you come here like me the first few weeks and you're like, what is happening? You, you're like super cautious and mindful of what's going on and scared, which is what saves your life ultimately. But my point is, once you get to know this place, once you get to know the rules, it, it all becomes completely normal. And, and, and it's basically what you would do yourself after some time of, of driving on the road, because it makes sense. It does make sense here, actually. But in Europe, it wouldn't. It just wouldn't work, because it would be a traffic um, traffic offense. You, 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 would be, you would get fined for that, basically. Not, not here, though. Here it's it's totally fine. Everybody honks here a lot. A lot of honking is going on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in Europe, when people honk, that's because they are pissed off because they, they are annoyed at someone. They just sort of vent out their frustrations and all that. But here it's it's a it's a it's a warning signal here. It's again, perfectly fine. People do it because they they are considerate. Yeah, they want to warn uh, the people that you want to say, "Hey, I'm coming. I'm here. Be careful. Don't get in my way." Yeah. So it 
again, it makes sense. At first, you're like, why is everybody honking like that? Why is it so noisy on the road? Obviously, it's not nice when somebody honks, like, literally from behind and you don't expect it. Yeah, you can get scared. But, like, you do get used to it. You just do. Yeah. So, yeah, crossing the road, though, like, that's, that's again, like, it's another, another story. You have to be really, really careful. But if you if you are too careful, if you just if you just wait for all the motorbikes to pass, then you might also wait. You might as well wait forever, or you could be waiting forever um, until the cows come home because uh, the traffic never really stops. So you just have to pluck up the courage at some point. You have to pluck up courage and step into the road, and then. You just the main thing here is to keep an eye contact. Just look at the drivers, and then when they are looking back at you, you know that you sort of you can do it, and then they sort of drive around you. That that's the entire that's the entire idea of this. Um, they just do, yeah. So yeah, all good. So what about sports? Uh, do I do any sports here? I said I wanted to get fit. Well, the first thing I have to tell you is that I have lost about nine kilos since I came here. Can you believe it? I wanted to lose some weight. It was part of the plan. But I thought I would lose like five kilos, but I lost nine kilos. And it, it came to a point when I was like, oh, what's wrong with me? Am I getting sick? or You know what? There are a few reasons for that. First of all, I eat a bit less because the portions are smaller here and also because I don't eat breakfast. Why don't I eat breakfast? Because I'm crazy. Um, and also because I wake up quite late. And yeah, so I, I generally eat much less than I used to in Europe. And I also don't cook for myself. And whenever I cooked for myself during COVID, let's say, I would cook too much because I was never good at measuring the, you know, like... Um, I was never really counting like the amount of calories or anything like that. I would just like do it played by ear. And then I I felt the need to eat it all. You know, I would just want to eat it all. I didn't want to leave any leftovers. I hate I hate leftovers. So go to a restaurant because I don't really cook here. The, the, the food is quite cheap here. Yeah, like you can also find expensive restaurants here, but like you can also find relatively cheap restaurants. So it makes more sense to just buy something, to just buy a meal. Uh, so, and I, I do a lot of sport. I go to the gym. I, I play football from time to time. I've done some volleyball. I go swimming. And yeah, I do generally do quite a, quite a bit of sport. So yeah, um, the food is great here, by the way. I, lo I love it. I love the Vietnamese food. It's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, pho is the soup. I really like that. Um, pho is like a traditional Vietnamese meal. I think it's like the, the most traditional one, as far as I know. You have to pronounce it like pho, because if you pronounce it in a different way than pho, you may be saying something like a prostitute, so you have to be really careful about the way you pronounce it, because there are these tones in Vietnamese language, so you could be pronouncing it as pho, or pho, or pho, I think I'm overdoing it now. But uh, those of you who have some sort of experience with learning Asian languages or are indeed Asians, uh, you know what I'm talking about. 
I don't mean any disrespect. It's I just find it really tough uh, to get into these tones because yeah, because um, but I think I'm that's that's why I have more respect for agents who have to learn English now or even Czech because I know those two languages are so different that now now I understand it because now I'm in uh, the shoe is on the other foot, you know I'm in the other position now. Right, so yeah, I learned how to use chopsticks. It didn't take me very long. I'd never used chopstick bef chopsticks before. It was my first time. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting good at it. Also, I at first I went to vegan restaurants or, a lot because I found one a really, really good one here. And then a few, more, few other uh, vegan restaurants. But then... I got a bit sick of the of the vegan food because if you eat the same type of food all over again, you just yeah, you just crave something different. So yeah, these days I I, start, I started eating meat again a little bit more. Also, also it might be because it might be because I feel like I've lost too much weight now, and I'm like, oh my god, how far is this going to go? Um, people are telling me that I look uh, younger and healthier, but you know, you can only lose so much weight. You know what I mean? Like, if I lose five more kilos, I'm pretty sure that I will no longer look healthy. So I think I, I think I'm okay with this weight. I, I could put on like two, three more kilos. Now, now you are like Zdenek. Why are you talking about diet here so much? This is not a podcast. Yeah, I know, but it's really a big thing for me here because. I'm sharing my first impressions of Vietnam, my experiences, yeah? So I might as well mention this too. Okay, so what about people? Yes, uh, people are great, yes. I've met a lot of locals. They are very friendly. They, they smile at you. They are positive. Um, they are very sort of business-minded, yeah? That's interesting. I've noticed that. They, they all want to sort of... Um, how to how to say this they have a business mind you know they, they they are they know what they are doing when they are selling things and they are willing to negotiate and i really respect that and uh, girls here they smile at you if you're from europe yeah that's it's it's almost like cheating really because like the first time i i came here i, I met a friend who told me Zdenek, as a european guy you have a bigger value here for the local girls, I was like, what? Really? I don't believe that. I mean, maybe I believe that a little bit, but, and it is true. It is really true because I think I'm sort of like exotic for them or something. And, uh, well, I can speak English too. A lot of Vietnamese girls want to learn English. But, um, yeah, that's one thing I noticed. They, they're really smiley and uh, positive and 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 beautiful. I have to say, Vietnamese women are be Vietnamese women are beautiful. Uh, of course, Vietnamese men are handsome too. But that's not up to me to judge. I mean, I could try, but I just feel like I'm not qualified enough to judge. So, yeah, you know, um, I can talk about the girls, but not so much about the boys. But uh, yeah, they are they are cool. I like them. They're cool. Uh, okay. So, uh, I've also met quite a few expats here. I made a few friends. Interestingly enough, uh, quite a lot of Germans, which is, which is cool. And, uh, yeah, some, some also in, some English native speakers. There's one Welsh guy, a guy from Australia, 
an English guy, I'm probably going to forget someone. So if if, if you're one of the if if for some reason one of my new friends here in Vietnam are listening to this or watching this, then I apologize if I have forgotten about you. Um, because I've met quite a lot of people here, and with some of them I meet regularly because you know we play board games, you know, because I brought a lot of board games here. I've got literally a suitcase full of board games and I, that I have more board games because they are quite cheap here, so I got a few more as well. I have to tell you that. And we play regularly, once or sometimes even twice a week. So I have brushed up on my on one of my passions. You know, you guys know that I've played board games before a lot. They have got, I've got a collection in my in my house in the Czech Republic. And so yeah, board games are a big part of my life. I cannot imagine my life without board games at this point. Yes. Um, there's one thing that drives me mad when it comes to the locals, and it's going to be really weird, and most of you, you're not going to understand it. Because in order to understand it, you have to have played football. Have you played football? Do you understand how football is played? Well, I sometimes play FIFA site um, with local Vietnamese people, uh, and I enjoy myself because some of them are really good players. Really good. When I say really good i mean really good yeah there's one guy who's like insanely good he's like leonel messi like a vietnamese leonel messi and i'm honored to to have the chance to to play with him but uh after a team scores a goal for some reason uh the the opposition team or the the you know the other team who concedes the goal they should have a kickoff, right? You always have a kickoff from, from the halfway line, from the circle in the middle. But for some reason, they have this tradition here that they want to shoot from the halfway line. As in, there's nobody in the way. It's just someone shoots from the middle at the keeper, at the goalkeeper. And 99% of time, this does not end up well for that team who shoots. So, not only do you concede a goal, but then you also lose the ball because you're shooting from the halfway line uh, on the goal that, where there's a goalkeeper who is prepared to catch the ball. I've only seen one goal scored like that. And it drives me crazy because I want to win with my team. And I say, guys, why are you doing this? We're going to lose the ball. Anyway, I'm sure the vast majority of listeners and people watching this are now sort of scratching their head and and <laughs> uneasy about this because why on earth is this an issue for me well because i love football i love board games but i also love football so for me it's like okay it doesn't drive me mad but it it really makes me confused it keep i'm really confused about this that's that's all i have to say anyway um what about the so this is this is the one thing you've all been waiting for i'm sure that most of you are like Stenic, Stenic. Did you find a girlfriend? Yeah, it was one of the things you mentioned in your nine reasons why you wanted to, to move here. Yeah, so all of you have been waiting for this. Zdenek, did you, the, the picky guy, you're always picky. You never, you're, you've always been single ever since you recorded this podcast. Yeah, it's, all, it's not always, but most of the time. Um, and yes, I have got a girlfriend. She's Vietnamese. She is great and um, very smart, funny, and 
generally cool and I'm enjoying myself with her. She's a she's a great girl. And it's it's a wonderful experience. It's it's basically what do you call it? An interesh interesh well, I'm gonna mess up the, the pronunciation of this word. Interracial, I think interracial relationship. Correct me if I'm wrong, or ask ChatGPT as everybody would these days. Yes. Um basically um she can speak English, although I would say she's like her her listening could be A2 level, maybe stronger A2 level. Her speaking is slightly worse, but we can communicate, we can make it work, and she's learning fast. And you might be wondering, how about your Vietnamese, Zdenek? Well, <clears throat> nothing to write home about. It's been quite dreadful, atrocious, shambolic. And the only person we can blame for this is me. Yes, because I have been lazy and I know I can get away with English most of the time. And also, uh, I'm not happy with how slow a learner I am, how, how much effort it takes me to remember a, a bloody word. And it's all, it, it all comes down to that intonation and not intonation, but like pronunciation of the words because of, of, those, of those tones. Because not only do you have to learn the words, the spelling, the, the, um, yeah, the spelling, but also you have to learn if, if the intonation goes up or down. And it's not like in Europe or in English that intonation goes up when it's a question, let's say. No, it's, it's all random. Like some words go up, some go, words go down, some words have, there are three other tones. It could be not just up and down. So it's it's a nightmare for me. And I'm trying to learn. I even bought a book called Vietnamese Picture Dictionary. And, you know, the main thing is, I, 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 I now I'm complaining. It sounds like I'm complaining. But you know what? Actually, most of the time when I'm trying to speak Vietnamese or I'm learning, I, I don't take myself too seriously. I make fun of myself and, and um, I'm having fun. But I wish... I wish my progr progress was faster, basically. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit uh, frustrating. But at the same time, I cannot expect my progress to be faster if I do nothing to, do, to, to change it, right? So what can I say? <clears throat> so um, yeah, going back to my relationship. Uh, so I've been with this girl for, and it's been going all right, you know? Um, yeah, I can't complain, really. Uh, she's actually now in Saigon, which is uh, the, like, sort of the culture hub. Like, there's ha Hanoi, which is in the north of Vietnam. Then there is Saigon, the two biggest cities. Hanoi is the capital. Saigon is, like, the cultural capital, let's say. Or, yeah, it's, like, the capital of the south. Also, it's called Ho Chi Minh City. So she's there now for about four days. She's celebrating, I believe, her brother's uh, her brother's wedding anniversary or something like that. I probably messed this up, but anyway, uh, this is also the reason I could record this uh, this live. Uh, I mean, I could record it anyway. It's not like she she doesn't let me do that, but it's it's it, I feel more comfortable being being alone doing this kind of thing because. 
I just, I just, I just do. Yeah. But um, anyway, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. This is this is great. I have to say, it was long overdue, and it's good to be in a relationship again. How long is it gonna last? Who who knows? Um, but so far so good. I can't complain, and it's been fun. Um, what about a job? Do you did you find the jobs, Denek? Again, I'm asking myself a question. Well. Not yet, but I'm working on it. So I'm here. I'm still here on a tourist visa, so I have to do the visa runs. But while I'm doing this, I'm I'm already applying for a job. So so I am in sort of let's say advanced. I'm in advanced talks with um, with a language school, and uh, I have already submitted all the necessary documents in order to get a work permit. And after I get my work permit, which shouldn't take very long now, I think it's within, it's going to be within a few days or let's say weeks. And after that, I can get a, a, a long term visa here. Yeah. And, and with that long term visa, it means that I no longer have to, to do the tourist, uh, I no longer have to get the tourist visas, which I had to renew every month, basically by leaving the country and coming back, which always meant that I had to lose one day. It was expensive and um, exhausting. So it's great that I'm about to get a, a job here. As you, you might be asking, what kind of job? Why are you so cryptic about this? Can, can't you just say what job it is? I can't say it. But it's, you know, it's nothing unexpected. I'm going to do what I normally do. I'm going to teach. I'm a teacher after all. That's right. This YouTube channel, this very YouTube channel is called Teachers Denek. And the podcast English podcast, so the word teacher is not in the name of the podcast, but you guys know. You guys know because I have banged on about it for for so long, right? I have um, gone on about it for for years. So you know, you know what my job is. You know what I can do. And yeah, so that's that. Um, I am running out of time, but are there a few more things I could mention? Okay, I can say that I have discovered an interesting um, music style here in Vietnam called Vina House. Vina House. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, it's I guess it's a kind of house, but it's Vietnamese house. But it's it's like a specific genre of electronic music. And it fascinates me. It really does. I'm a big fan of electronic music in general. I listen to trance music, but this Vina House, it's uh, it's something else. It's really cool, and sometimes I do listen to it. Check it out online, okay? Um, yeah. So uh, you might be wondering, are there any negatives, Danek? Yeah, a few, but you know, it's always there. Like wherever you go, you find a few things. I I don't think I. I, to be honest, I don't even feel like talking about these negatives because the the point is the positives far outweigh the negatives for me so far. We will see what happens next. You know, touch wood. My my table is kind of made of wood, so I can actually touch wood here. Uh, I don't have to pretend. Yeah, it's early days to like sort of evaluate the whole experience because like. I'm still here, right? But after five months of being here, my first impressions are great. I would give it nine out of ten. 
9 out of 10, right? Because the reason I'm not giving it 10 out of 10 is because... Why am I not giving it 10 out of 10? I could give it 10 out of 10, but it feels like... You always want to have that sort of... Uh, what do you call it? Um, you want to keep that... Um, oh, a chance... Not chance. What's the word I'm looking for? Someone please help me. I said I wouldn't look at the comments, though. So I have to deal with this myself. Oh, God. Yes, I am getting crusty because I've been talking for a very long time. But I think you know what I was trying to say anyway. Um, yes. I, I think I have to be prepared to be flexible, creative, to adopt to new ways here. You know, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. That's part of the experience of living here as well. So I, to I talked about traffic. You know, um, yeah, it, it is a bit scary, but then you just, when you start doing the things that people do and, and you, you do them right, you get that confidence and, and everything is fine, you know? So, yeah, you just have to sometimes learn as well. You know, you can't just expect that uh, you will be fine with your mentality, with your sort of European mentality and with your way of thinking. Obviously, I'm not going to change overnight and I don't I don't even want to change because I'm an open-minded dude yeah um now this it sounds now that the people here are not open-minded which is totally not true by the way I like I said they are very they're actually very sort of inquisitive and very um business-minded and uh friendly and I'm sure a lot of them are open-minded too um but yeah uh, basically, on the whole, this has been a fantastic... I've been having a fantastic time, and I recommend it to everyone to come here. It's It's been brilliant. Not just on holiday. If you're thinking of changing your life or doing something crazy or... Uh, some things haven't gone right for you, like for me. That's part of the reason I'm here. And the co it was the COVID time. Just do something different, you know? Don't give up. Just push yourself. Go out of your comfort zone. Maybe do the craziest thing you can imagine. And that's what Vietnam is for me. You know, it it was a crazy decision to make to come here, but I did it, and I'm so happy I'm here. I'm so happy. You know, the main thing is that because because this happened, because I did this, now I have this new energy to do things, this, these fresh ideas, and it feels like a fresh start. It, it feels like. I was giving another chance to live my life or something like that. I, I got this new momentum, yeah? And now good things happen to you when you think in a positive way. So, yes, I'm very happy to be here. And people have been asking me, Zdenek, when are you coming back to Europe? And I have to tell you, at the moment, I can't imagine going back to Europe. I can't imagine it. The only reason I would go back is just to pick up some of my board games, yeah? Because still have more board games there and i'm like i miss some of them but this place feels like a new home you never know what could happen you know like i said before i wasn't born yesterday things could go wrong things could change in a moment in the blink of an eye but at this point i don't want to go back i know i will have to at some point to visit my family and friends and but also there's this thing that it's quite expensive to fly to Europe. It's extremely expensive. It costs about, let's say, 
20,000 Vietnamese dong, sorry, 20 million Vietnamese dong, give or take. If you have how much is 20 million Vietnamese dong, then it could be somewhere along the lines of 1,000 euros, let's say. Yeah. Of course, you can find cheaper tickets like for 900 euros or something, but on the whole, it's quite expensive. And that's just a single ticket. I think a, a return ticket would be double that price or something like that. I don't know. So I have to make some money first before I do that even. Right. So uh, that's about it. But I also promised to you guys that I would respond to some of your comments. And um, uh, let's see if we have got some comments here. All right, so we've got one comment from Helen who says, hi, everyone. Okay, that's easy for me to deal with. Hi, Helen. <laughs> then there is one from Irena who says, hi, Zdenek. Hi, Helen. Hi, everybody. Okay, the same thing. Hi, Irena. Good to see you here. And then we have got Glady, and he says, hi, Zdenek. You all right, mate? I'm fine, thank you. You inspired me to buy Secret Hitler. I got the package last week. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what Secret Hitler is, it's a board game, okay? And it has a quite a, quite a controversial theme. It's about um, Hitler, you know? But the game is fantastic. I can only recommend it. Irena says, fingers crossed. You know, like I said, I, you know, I'm not naive. Things can go terribly wrong so quickly. So it's, it's, it's important to keep your feet on the ground, you know, to stay humble. Because so many things can go wrong so quickly. Just remember the bloody COVID time. Remember what it did to the, to the whole world. It, it just, everything was upside down and, and, and the life as we knew it finished uh, or, or stopped for about, how long was it? I can't even remember. It's, it's, it's a distant memory now, but yeah, you, you know what I mean. Okay, guys, so that will be it. I'm already late for the event that I'm hosting in the Achievers Chamber. By the way, Achievers Chamber, I should, I should, say, I should say something about that as well, shouldn't I? Achievers Chamber is a group that I have for high-level English learners, um, B2, C1, and C2 levels. And it's a fantastic way you guys can work on your speaking fluency and improve your confidence and, and stuff like that. And uh, um, honestly, if you want to know more about it, just read um, the link or click the link in the description of this video. And let me just play you a quick ad and that's where we will leave it for today. All right, so it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for all your comments and likes. And if you still haven't, still haven't given this video a like, uh, please do it because it, it will help me out. Thank you guys for listening and watching and whatnot. And until next time, here is the ad for the Achievers Chamber. Hi, my name is Damien and I'm from Poland. I like the Achievers Chamber because it provides a supportive and motivational environment that inspires me to reach my goals every day. For more information about the Achievers Chamber, go to teachersdenek.com. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenek's English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenek'senglishpodcast.podbean.com.